it's a little embarrassing to share the story because I'm like a 22 year old adult and <laughs> it's really so uncomfortable but you know I have to do it for the sake of the podcast anything for the podcast listen guys yesterday I went to the gym and I always get picked up and dropped off I mean yeah dropped off and picked up and then it's like a seven minute car ride blah 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 too far to walk sketchy road anyways I told my mom to pick me up at like a certain time and I went out like as normal I, I was done with the gym I went out I was waiting it's snowing in Iran and it was the first day of snow so like try to imagine this okay slippery roads the snow has not fully settled yet so the cars are driving at like 10 kilometers per hour and nothing faster than that okay there is traffic on the sidewalks the same situation you can't really walk because you're gonna slip but anyways i finish the gym i come out i'm waiting for my mom take a few pictures and i'm waiting and i'm waiting and i'm waiting and like 20 minutes go by and i'm like damn it's been 20 minutes and i'm standing here in the snow and i'm freezing cold and i'm like where's my mom you know like mommy can you pick me up like <laughs> mom where are you you know and then i'm like okay um oh let me you know like the normal re response is like call and ask where is she right why are you waiting for 20 minutes and like i'm waiting in the parking lot of the gym i'm like in the snow like actually in the snow for 20 minutes because here's the reason okay because i don't have a sim card in iran why because i procrastinated it every time i come here i don't buy a sim card so last time i came i was like oh i'm only here for a month i don't need a sim card and then six months later i come back and i'm like oh i'm only here for three weeks i don't need a sim card and i just keep procrastinating it because i have to go in in person and like buy a sim card with my id card and everything like it's a process and that's so terrible that i always procrastinate it every single time that i come to iran so now i just don't have a sim card you know so now i was just like standing in the snow and i'm like damn it's been 20 minutes i'm freezing it's cold i can't call my mom i don't know where she is at any point if i go inside the parking lot she's not gonna see me when she drives by because she can't really stop there she has to just like stop for one second i hop in and we move on you know it's not a place where the car can really stop and i'm like oh my god if i go in she's not gonna see me if i stay i'm gonna freeze and have hypothermia and die and i'm like okay what do i do and i went inside the gym i went back inside and i was like can i use your telephone to call my mom are you kidding me that was like the most embarrassing thing i've done in like six months <laughs> yeah it doesn't seem like a lot okay i i don't i don't get embarrassed easily but that was so embarrassing for no reason i just i'm like um hi can i use your phone to call my mom as i pull out my phone to find my mom's iran number the girls looking at me like first she's they're like super nice you know i love my gym everyone's super nice super kind super friendly and they're all chill and she's like yeah of course and then i pull out my phone and i'm putting the number and she's probably thinking like okay like why are you not calling with your own phone you know anyways i called my mom and my mom was like okay wait inside like it's a bit like i'm i'm late blah 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 and then that was fine but then the thing is like that made me so uncomfortable and i it just like gave me like ptsd or like 
trauma from when I was a kid and I didn't have a phone. And like, you know, when you had to call, your, like you had to go to the school's office and be like calling your mom or whatever. That was so uncomfortable for no reason. And like, I would think I have thicker skin than that. I don't know. Like, I am not a shy person. Like, I literally am not a shy person. I'm super confident. But then, like, I feel like everyone has that one little thing that makes them super uncomfortable for no reason. Like, that's my thing. I don't know. That was my thing, apparently. I didn't know that was going to make me so uncomfortable. But anyways, that was my first official comfortable being uncomfortable challenge of 2023. So... If you didn't know, I'm doing this challenge in 2023 where I'm going to put myself outside of my comfort zone every single week, once a week, so as to consciously expand my comfort zone and become more comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, so we have a whole group chat and everything on Instagram. Like if you want to join the challenge, just DM me. I'll add you to the group. We're fun. We talk about it. And I already told the group chat. <sighs> Anyways, ugh, yikes. I have I got the X. Literally got the X. And like when I came back into the gym, like the receptionist lady, she was like, "Wait, didn't you leave? Why did you come back?" And I was like, "Oh, um, I they, uh, my mom hasn't picked me up yet." Like that like imagine like being a whole grown ass woman like that. I, that was so embarrassing. And then she was like, "So, where were you then?" And I was like, I was waiting outside. And she was like, this whole time? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's actually not that bad. I was just, you know, I, I like the snow. I was just chilling. And she was like, oh, my God, you're so red. Your nose is all pink. Like, whatever. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I like it. I like it. <laughs> let's never talk about that again let's forget about that whole experience and when we're on the topic of forgetting the past and living in the present and not worrying about the future let's segue into today's episode which is all about stopping your brain from thinking too much and start living in the present moments and when i say start living right the only logical implication and the logical connection you can have is living in the present moment because how can you live in the past or the future it's physically impossible right so when i say start living what i really mean is start living in the current moment in the present moment and if you know why i have been so invested in this topic and why this is the topic of this week is because i read this book this week i mean last week basically which was called the power of now it's like a very famous spiritual book it's super highly acclaimed like a lot of celebrities talk about it a lot of spiritual people like oprah is the one i think who first made it oh donald trump is where i actually found a book about like he recommended this book in his book you know so it's like a crazy book like if you're all about entrepreneurship or like mindset like hashtag millionaire mindset etc like grind hustle all that you definitely have heard about this book and i think it's not important necessarily in building a business but it has more to do with cultivating the type of mindsets the type of correct mindset like the winner's thinking or that type of um it's not all about the hustle but it's about enjoying the journey like journey over the destination or like discipline over motivation those type of mindsets 
this book will help you a lot in building that type of thinking. But regardless of whether you are an entrepreneur or you wish to become one, or regardless of whatever you want to do in life, I think in general this book is going to be very helpful because. Personally speaking, it helped me so much, so much with my mental health. It helped me so much with the way I experience things now, the way I live life. It just totally transformed my mindset, and it's not just from this book alone. I did take a mindfulness slash meditation course, a Buddhist meditation course last semester at school, and also I have been experimenting with like meditation and stuff for quite a while now. So I think. Once I read this book, it kind of tied everything all together, and that's why I want to relay the information, relay the positive positivity to all of you guys. And I hope that this episode can help you out in the same way that these type of mindset and thinking helped me. So, without further ado, let's jump right into it. So the first. Idea, the essential idea that you need to understand to proceed, is that your mind is not you. Now we all have this voice in our head, right? That's constantly thinking, jumping from one idea to another idea, like calculating things, thinking of the past, just constantly, constantly like this, coming up with thoughts, right? That's voice. And when we hear it constantly, and like we're judging people or like whatever, whether it's positive or negative, regardless, right? We think that that is who we are, but that's our mind. Our mind is not our essential being. Our mind is a tool that we can use whenever we need it, right? But because throughout history, whatever I don't know, like evolutionary or whatever, it the roles have reversed. The mind is using us instead of us using the mind. So the way like I can think of like an anal- analogy to think about it is like, let's say you. Your being, your essence, like whatever your beliefs are, like your soul, your being, uh, like who the the person that is you, right, is the software. The mind is the hardware that processes the information. The mind is the memory bank. It stores all your memories. Uh, it is kind of like a risk ex- assessor. Like it it like tells you about the future. It makes predictions. It is a calculator. It calculates like. Everything, okay. That's what your mind is. It's a tool, but at the end of the day, because we're so closely associated, our mind and our consciousness and our being, we think that this the voice that we hear in our head. That's us. Like, of course, when we have thoughts that we come up with, that is you, your being, your essence, using the brain as a tool to come up with this thought, right? But then most of the time, like ninety nine percent of the time. The mind is coming up with these things on its own, and humans come up with, on average, sixty per sixty thousand thoughts every single day. So, on average, your brain is like producing sixty thousand thoughts, one after another, one after another, one after another, and these thoughts are not what you think. These are just the mind as a tool coming up with new clues based on your environment, based on whatever, right? But that's not your being. 
coming up with that. It's not your being telling you that. Because when you actually need to think, when you actually need to sit down and think about something or focus or like that, when you're not in a relaxed state, that's when you're actually using your mind. Like when you're reading a book, you're sitting out and writing, that's when you're actually using your brain, your mind to formulate things. Or when you're speaking to someone, those are the thoughts that you are creating as your being. But the rest of the time, those 60,000 thoughts that you get every single day, those are automatic from the brain. And that's why you might have heard the saying that intrusive thoughts are not you, right? If you have like intrusive thoughts, sometimes you're like, damn, like, why would I think of that? Like, that's not me. Oh, ew, that's such a terrible thing. Like, why did I, you know, suddenly have that thought? No, that's not you. I mean, maybe what based on whatever your beliefs are, for me personally, I think it has to do with the unconscious mind. It has to do with the clues around you. It has to do with the subliminal messages that you get from your surrounding. And that produces those type of messages in your mind. But that's not what you consciously thought of. That's not part of your being, your soul, your essence, you know? So that's why the first rule is to understand that you are not your mind. Your mind is a separate entity. Your soul, your being, your essence is another separate entity. And because they're so closely associated, sometimes maybe it's even hard for you to imagine this right now, right? But now stop thinking for a second, right? If you stop thinking, do you become a potato, Are you suddenly not conscious and don't have awareness? No. Thinking is just something that you should be able to do on demand instead of letting it run free and ruin your life. Because according to statistics, right? Remember how I said 60,000 thoughts on average every day, every person? 80% of them are negative thoughts. And I'm going to talk about, like, I'm going to do a whole episode about removing negativity from your life. But basically, the whole idea is you need to control your mind. And that's a lot of essence of Buddhism as well, right? Control your mind, live a better life. And maybe you're still having difficulty trying to separate your mind from your being because you're like, okay, didn't the philosopher Descartes literally say, I think, therefore I am. So me thinking is what makes me be, right? Me thinking is me being, right? Maybe that's, you're like, okay, like whatever. But if you think about it, (laughs) think about it right now. If you set somewhere, right? You stop thinking. Does that make you unconscious? No, you're still a conscious being. You're just momentarily not thinking, you know? Just because you stop having thoughts doesn't mean that you become a potato, Because you don't lose your consciousness by stopping the constant thinking in your head. You're still a sentient being, even if you don't have constant pop thoughts popping up in your head like notifications and jumping from point to point, you know? You don't have to compulsively be thinking every single time, every single day, every single moment of the day. That's not what makes you human. What makes you human is your consciousness, you being sentient, your awareness and your thinking process, of course, but the thinking process needs to be regulated, needs to be controlled. So that's why the first idea is you are not your mind. Your mind is running free. You need to take control of your mind in order to take control of your life. And then the next point that naturally pops up is what does my mind have to do with me living in the present moment? 
So from the book, The Power of Now, the author describes our mind as a very egoistic type of presence. The mind theoretically is trying to take over your life, make itself super important and make itself very significant. And for the mind to exist, it can only exist in the context of time. So the mind takes its identity from the past throughout whatever is your history. It takes its identity. It's like, look at my patterns, look at my history. This is who I am. That gives you a sense of who you are, but also it ties itself to the future. This is what I'm going to do next. This is what the goals I'm chasing. This is the person I want to become. But also both of these could be negative scenarios. It looks at the past and it keeps beating you down. Like, hey, remember when you did that? Remember when you were a terrible person? Remember when you made this mistake? Keep bringing up the past and not letting you move on. Or your mind always wondering in the future, thinking anxiously about what's going to happen tomorrow. What's my life going to be? Am I going to get sick? Am I going to be all right? And these scenarios that are created in the future or the negative negativity from the past is purely carried out from the mind. And I want you to kind of really, really understand it. I know it's very harsh, but most of your problems that you have right now in your life is created by your mind. Most of the problems you have in your life right now is created by your mind. If you remove the context of past and future, look at your life currently right now. Whatever you're doing, you're in the MTR, going to work, you're at home, getting ready, wherever you are, you're just laying down. Look around you. Do you have a problem right now in this moment that you need to address? But your mind is telling you, tomorrow I have to pay the rent tomorrow I have to do this. I have this assignment due. Or you think about your past and you're like, I had this issue and like, I'm carrying it with me. I'm carrying these heaviness with me from the past. But when you forget about the context of time, when you let your mind shut up for one second, forget about past and future, sit in this moment right now, look around you, like really, really listen to what I'm saying. Look around you. Do you have any problem pressing really, really pressing issue at this moment right now that you need to address immediately? No, right? And maybe you heard about this Buddhist saying that says to die before you die. That's kind of like the essence that I'm trying to convey to you right now. If you think that you're going to die today, if you don't think about tomorrow and you don't think about the past, you live right now in this moment, not thinking about tomorrow or the past, do you have any problems? Like in this moment, do you have any problems? Really? I don't. I mean, yeah, if I think about tomorrow, I'm like, oh God, like I need to confirm my plane tickets. I need to pack my bags. I need to start preparing for semester two. And then all this anxiety starts building up. I'm like, I have to do this tomorrow. I have to do this tomorrow. I have to do this tomorrow. Yeah, then the anxiety builds up and I'm like, I have all these situations that I need to deal with. But if I forget about tomorrow, if I think that I'm going to die, tomorrow doesn't exist, then, oh yeah, I'm chill. I'm good. In this present moment, I'm good. And of course, the point is not that by being fully present right now doesn't make my situations go away. 
doesn't make my worries or things that I have to deal with tomorrow, next month, next week go away. It doesn't make it go away. But the point is you need to be able to tell your brain, hey, there is no point for you to go so far ahead in the future and give me all these anxieties because right now I'm in this moment, current moment, and I can't do anything about the future. The only thing I can do is in the present moment because I'm never going to exist in the past or future. The only time I can exist and do any actions is in the present moment right now. So there's no point thinking about tomorrow if I'm not taking an action today. If I'm not dealing with something today, I don't want to think about what's going to happen tomorrow. If there's something I need to deal with tomorrow, I'm going to make an action today. If I can't deal with it today or tomorrow or the day after, it's something far in the future and I can do nothing about it, I'm not going to think about it because there is no point. If I can't control it, if I can't change it, if I can't contribute to it in any possible way today, then I'm not going to think about it at all. And that's where you need to control your mind and tell it to, hey, be quiet. I can't, I physically cannot do anything about it. I can't jump ahead and start studying my semester two materials. So please be quiet. Let me live in the present moment and I can control my mind and keep it quiet while I live in the present moment, doing the things that I can do, focusing on the parts that I can control. And there's a really nice quote in the book that says, Past and future have no reality of their own. Past and future have no reality of their own. The only reality is the current moment. You are the thing that gives the past and future any sort of power because they are not realities. What they are are illusions. Your past and your future that you keep going back to, they're illusions. They don't exist. Yeah, there are deadlines in the future, but right now they're just illusions. You're just projecting them, right? But when what you have right now is your current reality that you can touch. You can touch the ground and you're like, yeah, this is real. I am in this current moment. But everything that you think about future and past are all illusions. So there's no point. You, you physically cannot do anything about them. So maybe you're like, hey... I forgot about past and future and I just sat down in the present moment and I do have a problem that I have to address. It's urgent. It's in the present moment that I have to deal with. And that's why the author gave three types of scenarios. Firstly is you have a problem and you can deal with it. Secondly is you have a problem and you can deal with it, but you can't deal with it right now. Thirdly, is you have a problem and you cannot deal with it. There's nothing you can do about it. So let's get into each scenario. And if it applies to you, listen carefully. Firstly is you have an issue right now and maybe you've been putting it up. Put, I mean, you've been avoiding it, procrastinating it, something heavy on you. You're like, oh my God, this is really... Of course, it wouldn't be a problem if it wasn't a little bit intimidating and a little bit uncomfortable, Right? But you know exactly what you have to do or you know a way. And the author says, just jump right into it. Stop procrastinating anymore. You know exactly what you need to do and just jump right into it. Don't leave it for the future. Remember, you're already dead. Tomorrow doesn't exist. Jump right into it and deal with it today. Because let me be honest with you, okay? If 
you keep carrying this weight on your shoulders, the longer you wait, the harder it's gonna get, and you're just gonna. It's it's just harming you. You know you're carrying this weight on yourself, and you're gonna relieve this, relive the same situation every single day until you deal with it. So I know maybe it seems hard. It seems like intimidating or whatever. But you know what you gotta do. Exactly what you gotta do. Jump in and do it. Just do it. You know, like Nike said, just do it. And today, actually, I saw a very interesting. Thing on Instagram, and it was about dealing with a situation like right away. And he said that the guy, it was like a clip from a podcast, and the guy was saying that the difference between cows and bulls is both of them can predict and they can sense. You know, cows and bulls, they can predict and sense when the storm is coming. But the difference is when a storm comes, cows naturally run away from the storm, but bulls they run into the storm. They run forward. To the same direction of the storm, like this is biologically correct. This is like ecology, biology, nature. So when the bulls run into the、uh, storm, they're terrified, right? They're going into, like, doesn't mean that they're not scared when they're running into it. Of course, cows and bulls, they're the same creature, right? They're both equally terrified of the storm sounds, of the water, of the like intimidation and all that. But they run into it and they run through the storm. And it's calm on the other side, but the cows—they're running away from the storm, and they keep trying to outrun the storm. And the storm is following them, following them, and they keep trying to outrun it. But eventually, they either get tired, and the storm goes over them, and it's over. You know, it's like whether you like it or not, the storm is gonna catch up with them and goes over them, whether they like it or not. But they just ran for all this for no reason. They did all the suffering and all the scare and all the fear for no reason. Or they just have to keep running and running and running and hoping one day they will outrun it, right? Which is like kind of illogical and not likely to happen. So that's why I really like that story when I heard it today. It's like be the bull, don't be the cow. Right when you're scared of something, go right into it. Most of the time, trust me, it's. You, it's like a way bigger de- deal in your head than it is in your reality. Because remember, the mind is negative. Eighty percent of your thoughts are negative because that's how the mind works. So you can't trust your own perception, your own projection of the situation. The facts are probably, scientifically speaking, the facts are definitely less big of a deal than you make it be. So please don't be scared. Go right into it. You are in a situation right now. Go deal with it. You know exactly what you have to do. Second situation, you have a problem, but there's nothing you can do about it right now. For example, let's say your credit card information was stolen. You're stressed because there's like this huge fee on your credit card, and you're like, "Damn, I need to call my bank and tell them to cancel my card. This thief is stealing my money." But then. The credit card hotline is closed, so you have to wait until tomorrow. So, are you gonna stress about it the whole night? Are you gonna think about it and like let it ruin your evening? You're gonna like not get a good night's sleep because of this? No. If you have a problem right now, but do you can do anything about it? Forget about it, because let tomorrow come when the time you can actually do physical actions. Then go and do it because whatever is in your mind is an illusion. No matter how many times you think about the situations, the fact is not going to change. So forget about it. Deal with it when the time comes. For if you can't change the situation, you know what you have to do. The problem is existing in your life, but you can't change anything. 
then live with it and forget about it. Wait until there is a th- time that you can make a contribution and change something or deal with it, then go and deal with it. Otherwise, forget about it and live in the present moment. Enjoy your life to the fullest. And the third situation, which I thought was really interesting, and I actually, I am like applying it simultaneously to a lot of things in my life right now. Actually, upon realizing this, this idea made my life so much easier. I feel like a heavy weight is like lifted off my shoulders, okay? Just being real, you know. If there's a situation in your life and you cannot do anything about it, it's totally out of your control. There's nothing you can do that can possibly change the situation. Think about, for example, college applications. Maybe I'm projecting a little bit, (laughs) but yeah, you already submitted your applications. It is a problem. Like you are thinking about it, right? But there's nothing you can do about it. You have to surrender. This is what the author said. You need to surrender. And a lot of the times, surrender is kind of a negative reputation. It has a negative reputation, right? Surrender is like, sometimes it's cinnamons, cinnamon, cinnamon buns, synonyms with giving up, with failure, with losing. But really, if you think about it, surrender, like think what you're surrendering to. Are you surrendering to like a war? No, you're surrendering to nature. You're surrendering to life. Life or destiny or the universe, you know? If, if it's something that you can't control, right? It's because it's controlled by a higher power. And you're surrendering against a higher power. So really, there is no defeat in that type of surrender. You're just accepting the facts as they are and not resisting life is what you're doing. You can't resist life. You can't try to go against the universe. Like you realize that you are a teeny tiny dot on planet Earth in the great history of the universe and the planet and whatever, right? You are not significant at all. So you cannot be resisting life. And sometimes you need to accept that there are things that are bothering you, but you can't do anything about it and you cannot change it and you surrender. And the moment I read that, that really resonated with me. So for me, surrendering is like, let it, let it be, let it be, you know, let it be part of your life and accept it as something that is a part of your life. And maybe it'll be hard to integrate it right now. Maybe it's still hard to let's say surrender, you know, but, but you have to, at some point you have to, you have to make peace with it and not resisting life instead going with the flow. Because if the universe is an ocean and you're this teeny tiny fish and you're trying to go against the currents, these waves are going to keep clashing on you because you're resisting the universe. You're resisting the nature and the laws and your destiny and whatever is meant to be. But once you surrender yourself to the flow, once you surrender yourself to whatever waves, the currents, the flow, and you go with the flow, that's, I feel like it's going to make your life so much easier. 
that's when you start truly living in the present. And I don't know if you believe in a higher power, but for me, I do believe that there is God and everything in the universe is working in favor of me. So if there's something I can't change, I have to let go and I have to put my trust in the higher entity that everything is being taken care of. And ultimately, everything is going to work out in my favor. Can you imagine how exhausting it is to try to go against the universe, to resist the nature, laws of nature, to resist whatever is meant to be for you? It's exhausting. But the moment you learn to surrender and let go and let be, let it be, make peace with it, that's when you can start truly living and you get so much peace and so much serenity from making this decision i also wanted to give a little reminder for my overachieving girlies and guys you know if you're always chasing the high chasing the next high going for the next thing looking for the next accomplishment that's exhausting too And I think I talked about this briefly in the last episode. You're going to be exhausted and you're never going to be truly, truly satisfied and happy because you're basing your happiness and your reality and your sense of achievement and sense of satisfaction and however however proud you are of yourself on an illusion, of, on something that might happen tomorrow or might not. And when you actually achieve it, it's going to slip away from your hand and jump into the future again. It's like you're chasing on this line. You're jumping to the next thing. You're like just running on a treadmill, trying to catch the dream. You catch it for a second and it jumps again. You're running and running and running and you catch it briefly and it goes away. And you're never going to truly be happy if you're chasing the results. And that's something that I had struggled with in the past a lot. I I fully associated my self-worth with achievements, with achieving things, results, getting results, doing things, being like, wow, I did that, you know? Yeah, of course, it feels good. But the real self-satisfaction and self-love begins when you start accepting your life and yourself and start being proud of the person that you are today. When you start being proud of the person that you are today, instead of being proud, trying to be proud of your potential future self, trying to chase these dreams, chase these accomplishments, you will learn to be happy with the process. You're going to be Because your self-worth doesn't rely on the outcome of what you're trying to do. You're truly enjoying yourself. You're proud of yourself regardless what the outcome is. And you don't need to rely on the outcome to feel good about yourself. So then you enjoy the process because there's no pressure for this thing to fully work because you like the process. You're having fun, you know? And if you don't have fun in the process, then is it really something worth for you to chase? Because we just spent an hour or whatever talking about being in the present. So if you're not happy in the present moment trying to chase something in the future, is it really worth it? If you don't like the journey, is the destination going to be worth it? So like, you got to enjoy the journey instead of trying to put 
so much pressure on the outcome. And once you learn to love the journey, the outcome doesn't matter as much because you're having fun right now, you know? And if you watch my other reel, it's something that I keep reminding myself. The man who loves walking walks further than the man who loves the destination, right? If you just love walking, you're just going to walk and walk and walk and walk. If you just want the destination, when you get there, you're done, you know? And that's why when they say you have to do things that you're truly passionate about and you're doing it because it makes you happy, you like the journey, you love doing every single piece of it, you love like putting the puzzle together, but you're not doing it because really only because of the final. Like people who put puzzles together, right? Like I, my sister loves to do a lot of these like thousand piece puzzles or whatever. And I watch her, It's she's not doing it because she loves the picture that is the official picture, like the ending frame right if she really really loved that ending frame so much she would have just bought the poster you know what she loves is putting the pieces together the process of getting it there and yeah at the end at the end when she has the whole piece together she's like wow yeah i I built that you know and i think that's a beautiful analogy finally before we end today's episode I wanted to give you a couple of practical advices, practical steps to take to start practicing living in the present, okay? First things first, disidentify yourself identity from your mind. You have disidentified yourself. I am me. My mind is another tool. I have the power to control my thoughts. I have the power to control my mind. First step is realizing this. Second step You can't expect yourself to suddenly be like hyper-conscious, hyper-present like 100% of the time. That's not realistic. What you can do, however, is try to be more conscious and catch yourself when you realize you're not being in the present moment. Like catch yourself when you are like, be like, hey, 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 you're not present right now. And then force yourself to be present. Like you're with friends and you, you you caught yourself, your mind, thinking about something else and you're not spending enjoying the time with your friends you'd be like hey hey hello you're not conscious right now you're not present so just pointing it out to yourself that you're not present like identifying the times that you are not present is gonna already make you more present so that's the second step third step is to try to find some patterns in your thinking process or like your whole cycle that helps you break the cycle. So if you can identify some patterns, like when this happens, I tend to not really be present. Like for example, personally me, if I have a lot of things going on in my mind, like in terms of let's say anxious or like I feel like I have a lot of stress, if I have stress or something, I can catch myself not being present. And how I, so once I recognize this, okay, when you're stressful, stressed, about like something coming up, then you're not present. So how I deal with it is, first of all, reminding myself, second of all, catching myself when I'm not being present. And thirdly, writing it down on a paper, on a journal. So when you write things down, if there's a lot of things going on in my mind, write it all down in very excruciating details write everything down you're gonna feel so much better trust me trust me trust me once you write everything down on paper and you look at it you're like oh okay it's actually not that bad analyze it write it down let it all out writing helps more 
than thinking about it and talking about it, in my opinion. If you write it down, it's going to help you. So that's the thing. Recognize your patterns. Try to break them. Like, yeah, once I write it down, I'm not going to be as much affected by the things that were on my mind before, and I'm going to be more present. And finally, once you think that you, you want to advance a little bit, you want to start going upwards, try to practice mindfulness and meditation. I... I'm a big believer in mindfulness and meditation, and I have been trying to incorporate more mindfulness practices specifically into my life. So for example, mindful eating is like when you're eating, you're trying to be hyper, hyper consciously present. You're not watching anything. You're not like listening to something in the background. You're just sitting here, you're eating, and you're feeling every single taste you're feeling every single taste but you're like these are the flavors these are the textures in my mouth these are the emotions i'm feeling from this and this puts you extremely in the present moment and this is called a mindfulness practice so mindfulness can be applied to every single thing in your life so you can start by small little mindfulness practices and also meditations so when i first started meditating it was probably around like early 2021 and like everyone else I went on YouTube I'm like guided meditations easy beginner like five minutes or whatever right and I want to say meditation has a lot of benefits a lot a lot of benefits and being present and staying present is one of them but honestly like it helps so much with attention spans it helps so much with clarity of thought it helps with anxiety and stress. There's a ton of benefits. So that's why I did take a meditation course, Buddhist meditation course last semester. And I tried to learn a bit more about the essence of it, like the, the scriptures describing it and like different methods, different ways to do it, etc. So, and I actually, I was super lucky. I got to go to four real meditation sessions, like four one hour meditation sessions. And our professor, who's a Venerable, I believe a venerable is like the highest degree of a monk, a Buddhist monk. I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but he was the master, and we got to sit there and have the master himself guide us through a meditation, and that was like a very cool experience. So yeah, I'm I'm super like pumped to share that experience as well. So hopefully in the future I will make one separate episode talking about meditations, but you know starting out going on YouTube, doing guided meditations, those are wonderful. They do wonders. But I just want to share one like misunderstanding that I had. I thought the point of meditations is to make me be in a better mood. Like I want, if I was anxious, if I was stressed, whatever, whatever, I'll be like stress relief meditation, right? Like 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever. And don't try to like put pressure on yourself. The time doesn't matter. It's the action that matters. If you put yourself in a position to do the meditation, the moment you sit down, you have accomplished a task because you have taken a step to improve yourself, to you know help yourself. So don't worry about, oh, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Do what you can. Don't try to pressure yourself. Like no one's watching. You're doing it for yourself. Stop like being a jackass, okay? That's me projecting. But yeah, the point is meditating. The point is not to make you be in a better mood, but the point of meditation is to observe your current state. So to be meditation, right? There's three criteria. It is to pay attention continually and non-judgmentally. So you're paying attention to your mind 
and you're observing your mind as a third person. You're observing your mind. Remember I said your mind and your being is a separate entity. So when you're meditating, you're observing your mind from the perspective of your being and you're listening to your thoughts non-judgmentally. You cannot be like trying to force to change your mood. If you're happy, you're going to observe your happiness. You're going to investigate it. You're going to learn why are you happy? What are the reasons? What are the feelings? What are the emotions? What are the indications? If you're upset, it's the same way. So you're actually just analyzing your, your feeling on the moment and you're not trying to change it. That's not what a meditation is. Meditating is to try to understand yourself better. It's like a self-study. So if you're in a bad mood and you meditate, you're most likely trying to find out the reason why you're in this mood. And once you do that, once you pay attention and you're in the current moment, continually, non-judgmentally listening to yourself, sometimes you need to be kind and just listen. Don't judge yourself. Once you do that, I think, even though that's not the point, but for me, I do get in a better mood regardless. So that's the point. Those are the little two cents I had to say on this topic and I think this is my favorite podcast episode ever number four and so far of course so far we have yet to come better stuff better guests I'm super excited to go back to Hong Kong and I have all my guests line up in my head I'm gonna start reaching out to you guys soon you're be ready to get that dm from me (laughs) if you listen to my podcast but yeah thank you guys for tuning in i hope you have an amazing week and i'll see you on monday bye bye